Hey, what is going on my friend? Jason Rogers here. And what I wanted to do for you in this video, based on one of the questions that you guys have asked me, is I wanted to share with you seven ways in which the investment group that I have founded is going about finding deal flow. Seven ways in which we are looking to find motivated sellers who are open to selling their businesses to us. I actually have the seven right here, but I don't wanna give away the goods just yet. Let's dive through these one by one. What this really is gonna do is not only share the seven strategies we're using to find motivated sellers, as we're looking to close a deal in the next 60 days, maybe even less, but also I'm gonna outline for you some of the nuances behind finding these motivated sellers, things we've learned, things I've learned based on talking to my board, things I've learned based on talking to industry experts, and things I've learned just in really putting my life into growing my investment group. So without further ado, let's dive in. Number one, brokers. Now I have one of the members on my board who he has this deep Brooklyn, New Yorker accent and he hates business brokers. I remember actually the first time we ever talked, he told me about how business brokers are liars, they're cheats, they're, they're whores, they'll screw you over, you can't trust them, Jason. And maybe those things are true. You certainly don't want to take a broker's word for complete truth. You have to do your own due diligence. But business brokers are quite literally in the business of connecting motivated sellers with motivated, motivated buyers. Excuse me. Right? So business brokers are literally in the business of connecting motivated sellers. You know, Ron, who has a business, he wants to sell. The business broker up here, he, he's trying to connect the motivated seller with the motivated buyer. And so that's somebody you have to consider when you're looking for deal flow. Ideally, you have a lot of connections with a lot of brokers, right? You want to build these connections. And when you, when you go on Google, something we're going to talk about here soon, when you go on Google and you type in, right, your industry, businesses in my industry for sale, right? You type that in in Google. Well, what you're going to find when you find the listings of businesses in your industry for sale is usually those listings, there will be a, the name of a broker and that person's email and or his phone number. So that's how you find business brokers. Number two, online searches. And this in part ties in with business brokers, though you once you build relationships with business brokers, especially once you do deals, they'll bring you off market deals, which is preferable. Right, so once you establish a name for yourself in the industry, once brokers trust you to be the kind of guy that gets deals done, they're gonna bring you deals that are not on Google. But when you're starting, like I'm starting, what you can do is you can do a Google search. And I'll be honest, in my industry, there's actually deals that we kind of like, right? We have actually an internal, an internal rating system that we use to assess the quality of different acquisition targets we're looking at and what I can tell you is, at least in my industry, there's some acquisition targets we like that are right there on Google. Now, you have to dig. You have to put in a lot of time to analyze the acquisition targets, but Google's a real resource. You know, it's the number one search engine in the world as of 2019 at the time of recording this. So do not underestimate Google. I wouldn't rely totally on, on Google, certainly, to find businesses to acquire, especially if you have an aggressive acquisition strategy. But it's a way you can indeed find deal flow. Number three, good old-fashioned smiling and dialing, cold calling. Number three is cold calling, and this works. We have made outbound cold calls already, even though at the time of recording this on January 19th, 
of 2019, 61 days since I left the Dan Pena QLA Castle Seminar. We are about to close our accounting firm. We've closed our law firm. We have a board. We have a chair, right? You're only, based on the, the QLA principles, you're only really supposed to go after deal flow once you have your entire your entire internal and external team built. However, we have tested the market a bit. We wanted to warm up potential sellers. And what I can tell you is we found that we're able to get in contact with the seller one out of every eight or nine calls, right? So if we make eight calls, we normally are able to get through to the, the owner of the business one time. And I may have misspoke there, but let me make this really clear, right? So if we make eight calls, we're going to get on the phone with the owner by that eighth call. So one out of every eight calls, 12.5% of the time, we're getting in in contact with the owner. Now, of the times I've gotten in contact with the owner, funny enough, about a third of the time, they're somewhat open to selling. They're like, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about it. I, if the right price came, you bet I would sell. Something of that nature. And so what I'm really getting at is, at least in my industry, one out of every 24 sales calls that I've made, one out of every 24 times I've made a proper dial, I've been able to speak to an owner who, who has thought about selling. So that means if you make 100 calls, you're probably going to talk to four motivated sellers, right? And motivated sellers, of course, are owners. They're the decision maker in the business. So that's something that works. You can go on Google and, and make a list of hundreds of, of businesses in your industry, and then you just call them one by one. I actually had an assistant of mine make a list of actually 4,500 leads. We went a little overboard. I had to pay her pretty good for that. But I have a list of 4,500 plus leads and we just, you know, we're going to be making a ton of calls, especially now that we're about to get our inter internal team built. But the third way to get deal flow is to cold call business owners. It works. It takes effort, but it will get the job done, especially if you've got a little bit of that silver tongue and a little bit of that charm. Number four, your accountants, but not if your accountant is your brother-in-law. I'm talking about if you're working with a big four accounting firm. I'm talking about if you're working with a national accounting firm. What I can tell you is that I... I still haven't closed, actually. Funny enough, we've still yet to have closed our accounting firm. I've been talking about this bit on the YouTube channel. We are, we are interviewing the accounting firms hard because getting with the right accounting firm has huge benefits. Not only are they going to do your tax returns, not only are they going to give you tax advice, not only are they going to help you do due diligence on acquisition targets, but great accountants, a top accounting firm, a national accounting firm, and ideally a big four accounting firm is going to give you deal flow. They have a huge network. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of partners at these top accounting firms that have connections. And when you get into the, right, when you work with the partners with the industry experience, so for example, I'm in real estate, real estate. So we're working with, when we're negotiating with all these different accounting firms, we're talking to accounting partners with real estate experience. And so funny enough, actually, even when they're courting you, right now, I was actually, earlier today, I was down in Laguna Beach at a real nice, nice, nice conference, actually, at the Montage down there in Laguna, for those of you guys who are from Southern California. This is a great place, right, where I was invited for free. I was given free invitation to go down, you know, because one of the accounting firms I'm talking to is trying to get us to, uh, to work with them on a long-term basis. And we were, uh, and I was in particular, mingling with individuals uh, who, who might have, it, if nothing else, either had financing or you never know, might have had deal flow for us. And so what I'm getting at is your accounting firms will give you hookups. And really your accounting firm, a great accounting firm, not only could hook you up with deal flow, 
but they'll also be able to hook you up with financing. Right at this industry ex at this uh, industry conference that I was invited to from the accountants, actually, it was more of a play to find financial partners. But nevertheless, it gets to the point that when you work with top accounting firms, yes, you're going to pay more. Don't get me wrong here. It does cost more ultimately to work with top accounting firms. Now you can get them on a success fee basis. I literally shared how to do that here on the YouTube channel, right? That means you basically don't pay them up front. That's basically no money down accountants. But what I'm getting at here is that top accountants, when you're working with a top accounting firm, you're gonna get deal flow. And if they're not able to get you deal flow, find a different accounting firm, right? You wanna be working with an accounting firm that wants to see you succeed. That doesn't only say they're gonna help you succeed, but they actually put you in front of deals. Number five. Your, your network, your network, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's your in-person network. Dude, I'm networking all the time. What I can tell you is through the process of going through QLA between building a board, building a chairman, recruiting accountants, recruiting lawyers, talking to bankers. Dude, you're gonna have a big network. You should always be connecting with, people, with these people on LinkedIn. Bring them into your network. Likewise, connect with brokers in your industry. The business brokers we talked about earlier, connect with those individuals on LinkedIn. And what this means is you're gonna start seeing listings in your network. Likewise, if you're getting breakfast with this lawyer, if you're getting lunch with this accountant, if you're getting dinner with this industry expert, if you're having drinks on occasion with so-and-so, right? When you're connecting in your industry, you're gonna hear stuff. Keep your ears open, baby. Build those relationships. You never know what's gonna to come to you, but I can tell you, not, not to mention your board. Look, that's also your network. The board you build, that is your network. I, there's one of the guys on my board, he literally told me when we, we made the agreement to work together, he said, man, I want to bring you, I want to bring you deal flow. That's my intention. Now we, you know, we've only agreed to work together in the last 45 or so days. So he's yet to bring me deal flow, but that's something he told me up front. Hey, look, man, I intend to bring you deal flow. I intend to find mobile home parks. You know, we're consolidating that space. I intend to find mobile home parks, you know, owners that are looking to sell and I'll bring them to us and we'll close them. I said, done. We, we look forward to it, you know, and I'd give you more equity in, in either at the individual park level or even at the parent company level, depending on the, the timing of the deal. You know, in other words, I would incentivize you to do it. You will hook you up. You scratch my back, uh, you know, I'll scratch yours or vice versa, right? We'll, we'll scratch each other's backs. You know, we're not going to get gay here. Not that I'm against the gays. I'm, I'm pretty much a neutral guy as it relates to that. But the point is, man, is your network can hook it up. That's number five. Number six. And hold on to number seven because number seven is money in the bank as well. But number six, the sixth way you can get deal flow, your lawyers. It's the same game as the bankers, man. If anything, the lawyers perhaps even have a bigger network. And I would say it kind of goes down to the old cliche. Lawyers tend to be a little bit more silver tongue than accountants. Now, not always. I've met some smooth accountants and I've met some awkward lawyers. But in general... Your lawyers are even better at networking, which means that your lawyers, when you work with an international law firm, which I've talked about how to do here on the YouTube channel, I've broken it down already, I've got you, it's free. Thumbs up the video, you know, give me some love and back, but man, we've hooked it up here. But the lawyers, work with the top legal firm. Don't work with your brother-in-law, don't work with your, your retarded brother Bilo, and you know, nothing against disabled individuals, but the point is clear. Working with an international law firm has its perks. These individuals, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of law partners. And of those, there's probably 25 or 50 or 75 law partners. Partners are big shots within a law firm. They didn't get there overnight, right? 50 or 75 law partners in your specific industry within that law firm, right? So the law firm we're working with, they probably have a, a thousand lawyers up here. 
you know, of the entire, you know, law part, uh, the law practice. But within my real estate space, there's probably 50 or 100 law partners. These are 100 or so big shot lawyers. And they each have networks that finger out like crazy. So the point is, is they've got a lot of connections. You can reach out to your engagement partner, which is the partner within the law firm that you directly you know, work with and communicate with. And you can say, hey, look, we're looking for an acquisition target in this part of the country. Would you mind blasting out to all the partners with industry experience in my industry and asking if they know of any motivated sellers? And they will, especially once you have some deal flow under your belt and especially once you've had a bit of track record of success working with that law firm. But even in the beginning, you can ask them at the beginning. Who says you can't ask? Don't ask, don't receive, right? Ask and you shall receive. But my point is working with top lawyers has its benefits. Yes, you're gonna pay more, same thing as the accounting firm. You're gonna pay more to work with you know, a top, you know, a Skadden. You're gonna pay more if you work with Skadden. You're gonna pay more if you work for some of these top law firms than you're gonna pay your brother-in-law, but there are benefits that you would never get with your brother-in-law. And then number seven, go to industry conferences for obvious reasons. It's an industry conference. You're literally bringing all the people in your industry together. Within that, you're gonna see some old geezers that are looking to, to go to Florida and stop working, who are looking to retire and sip Mai Tais on the beach. I hope that's self-explanatory. Look, these are the seven ways you're gonna get deal flow. The more of these things you have going on simultaneously, the better. It's like juggling, right? You wanna be juggling multiple balls at once. And I'm not a juggler here. I'm not gonna keep doing this motion. It's probably making you feel motion sickness. But the point is simple. If you're only talking to business brokers, you have one way of getting deal flow. If you're talking to business brokers and you're cold calling, now you have two. If you're doing three, well, that's better than two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not rocket science, it's hustle. That's really what it comes down to. But if you want it bad enough, you'll do it, just like I'm doing it right now. For more, I encourage you to subscribe, man, because really, we are breaking down how to become more confident, how to sell, but most importantly, how to grow a business from scratch using the acquisition model where you're buying revenue instead of creating it.